Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are. My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years, searching while hiding, only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans. I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose. You're listening to episode 15 of Fadeless, a podcast devoted to the Showcase Network supernatural series Lost Girl, now also appearing on Sci-Fi. My name is Dave, and Wayne, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's uh, actually, you know, you out there in the listening world are probably hearing this right after the last episode, but for us, it's been like almost two weeks. Yeah, like 10 days uh, yeah. in between recordings, and that was when we had to uh, uh, patch up the uh, almost ill-fated episode where we brought danielle in yeah that was that was a, a mess but the, dave was the the master technician he sends me the panicked email saying i think we we lost it. Well, you know we talked like i mean as it turns out to be like it was like what, an hour 50 hour 45 yeah. minutes or something like that and that's how much the original one when we first sat down with danielle had, had lasted and then the next day to get an email saying it's all gone i was like dude come on tell me you can save some of it you know because we were i was like i thought it was great you know and uh and and but you know like listening to it i don't i don't know maybe people out there notice i t- i was waiting for it i knew that there was a point and i knew exactly at what point the the old podcast and the new podcast the one, the one that we did the part the half that we did have to re-record i knew exactly when they came together and i was listening for it and i still couldn't hear it so hats off to you my and, man. and not that you haven't gotten any panicked emails from me in the past i think this is about <laughs> right. the third or fourth well, time um, well what are we on episode 15 so it's probably about 14 or 13 yeah at least emails. it's like everything's screwed up um okay i may be able to save it oh i saved most oh i saved all of it all right so, forget everything before it's, right. it's okay it's all, all right. good ignore It'll be all up tomorrow all right but uh <laughs> but anyway i i i think we both had a lot of fun hopefully the listeners uh enjoyed danielle and and uh he, she's uh we don't want to use the word committed but she's definitely said she'd like to come back maybe once committed a month might or be so. a great word to describe her yeah uh, so uh <laughs> you know so we hope to see her back uh yeah soon. she's got a busy schedule so but uh you know i thought it worked out well with her and and hopefully we'll get her back in here sometime when she's not doing stuff and moving and fixing and stuff like that. All right. Well, for me, I'll tell you, sci-fi-wise, uh, last night was kind of uh, uh, crystallized my whole TV watching in that I, I, I sat there and stared at the uh, DVR thinking, like, I, I'm so far behind. So my one sci-fi or non-sci-fi show is NCIS, so I had to watch Tuesday's episode of that. All right. Then I knocked off the third episode of Revolution. Then... Uh, got to get at least one episode of Fringe in per night because I'm still on season three of my yeah, rewatch. Dude, right. Meanwhile, very important baseball games taking place on TV. And and uh, I'm telling you, I, I, I can't even believe myself. Yeah. But hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break it, man. We're from Baltimore, the O's. I am so out of my mind right now. Um, I know people from Boston, Chicago, you got – well, not Boston anymore, but Chicago, you definitely got dibs. But I'm telling you, man, it's been so long – and we, I am just completely psyched. Tomorrow night is going to be huge in in in, in our household. And and now I know it's not our show on this podcast, but we, you know, we both love the show. And uh, you know, so I, I know Rachel Nichols was quite upset when the uh, Ravens beat the Patriots a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So I'm not sure how she's feel, feeling about the uh, Bo Sox. Although they fired Bobby Valentine today. They, oh, they, well, that's like, like you know not too surprising but okay but you know, the, she can console herself in, in knowing that the Bo Sox rolled over and let the Yankees sweep them thus assuring the Yankees uh, the AL East title that's right so uh 
Um, but anyway, a lot of good sci-fi. You getting anything in other than supernatural? <laughs> you know, pretty much supernatural. Well, um, you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised uh, a, a little bit ago. I was getting to the end of of season six and uh, starting to try and decide what what, what I was going to do for uh, watching season seven. And lo and behold, it pops up season seven's on Netflix, and that was. You know, it was like kind of this trifecta, I think. that Oh, Notre Dame beat Michigan that night. Okay. Uh, there was a new Doctor Who, and I discovered that— uh, Also got my Notre Dame yeah, T-shirt no, on, you know. It's, it's nice. <laughs> and, then, uh, and, then, uh, um, and then I discovered that uh, Netflix had just put up season seven. So that was like this, this just an all-around awesome night uh, there. Now, they didn't start season eight yet, right? Or they Last did? night. Oh. Last night was the, the premiere for season eight. So I would— um, I thought last night that I would have season seven in the can, had it all planned out, you know, watching episodes 20, 21, 22. And, and then uh, all of a sudden I realized season seven, out of all seven seasons, season seven is the only one with 23 rather than 22 seasons. So I think uh, after we're done this, I'm going to scoot on back, watch uh, the last episode of season seven, the first of season eight, and just, uh, you know, Really psyched, but I, I, then I'm gonna, I think, try and get some sleep. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, you keep saying that, and and you know, then we we we've got the, now at least we get a hiatus on Doctor Who, right? So we've right. got a couple month break on that, but of course, then Fringe just started up, and yeah, great. I mean, we'll oh, talk about goodness. it later, but man, that was that yeah. was an awesome episode. So uh, it's a good time for sci-fi watching, and good time for even TV watching. Yeah, well, and you know, I, I, I now I think I've mentioned it on here before. I can't remember if I, we just talked about it or if I mentioned it actually on air, but you know, like Copper uh, on BBC America, um, I, now it's been the three weeks where I've just recorded it and I haven't watched uh, the episode. Um, so those three episodes I think are going to make or break it. Uh, if, if it doesn't get better, I'm, I'm, I'm officially dumping it. Yeah. Now w- w- there's a couple things in the news that, that we'll bring up. And I, I, I think it was you that was telling me you watched it, but we'll get there in a second. Well, and then before we get into the news, got, got the, some, uh, new posters up in the I studio. Know. Uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm very impressed. Got my, uh, Sarah Connor. Chronicles That's poster, a very cool uh, Sarah Connor, uh, Connor, the Dollhouse poster. Yeah. There, there seems to be a theme here: uh, girls in black with guns. Yeah, well, except for the, the Doctor Who one, uh, yeah. except for the Doctor Who one. And yeah, I ran out. Then then we got the yeah, Battlestar yeah. Galactica Battlestar over Galactica, here, number nine, front and center, though. So, this, so there, number six, six. That's right. what I said. Seven. Um, where did that come from? But uh, oh, you know where that came from? From uh, from Star Trek Voyager. Uh, Seven of nine was the um, the, the hot chick. On the, she was a, a half Borg, half human. Oh, okay. And and her name was Seven of Nine, and she kind of looked like Number Six. Okay, I still haven't gotten you know around to see. And, and again, I I really haven't done even Star Trek Next Generation yet. But really, uh, yeah. Oh, see, well, there you go. That's your next. That's okay, your now next my other my other uh, non sci fi show that we watch. Uh, basically, we watch episode after episode, like around dinner time. Is uh, How I Met Your Mother. Ever watch that? <laughs> Uh, not really. I mean, I've seen bits every now and then. It seems really the people on there are hilarious. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris and Jason Siegel, those right. guys, and and the 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 girl, the uh, from American Pie, Allison. Right? Is that her name? No, oh, Allison Car- Hannigan from who was in Buffy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other one, Robin. Woo, she'd be great. You know, yeah. as a sci-fi, put her in black, give her a gun. Right. Well, didn't you bring? Is didn't you bring her up? I can't remember if I did. No, of- I brought the girl from NCIS uh, that. Uh, yeah, plays yeah. even anyway anyway uh, <laughs> but uh right 
All right. Well, why don't we jump into some news before we get too far off track yeah, here? We're, so we're already uh, starting out bad. Sci-Fi Channel's picked up the basic cable airing rights to the upcoming genre series Primeval New World. Ooh. Now that was a show, whoa, right? You watched whoa, Primeval, whoa, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa! New Primeval? Yes. Nice. Okay, so you—that was you. That yeah. That, okay. Primeval is awesome, man. That show is great. All right. So the new series, which is a spin-off continuation of the UK version about a team of scientists and animal experts that deal with prehistoric futuristic creatures arriving in the modern world through anomalies in space and time. It's going to premiere first on Canadian cable channel space in late October, and then it'll hit the U S sometime in 2013. Now I saw part of the pilot, um, and even the description, uh, I mean, is it reasonable to say it's similar to Sanctuary? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, very, very. Um, yeah, Sanctuary. Well, you know, I saw Primeval first and then Sanctuary. Um, actually, I don't know which of those two shows came first. They might have actually yeah, kind of sure. about the same time. Um, but yeah, very, very similar, except, Prime, well, actually, Sanctuary did a lot of bendy time travel type stuff. And uh, Sanctuary does the same thing. So it was really, it's... You know, it started off as just, you know, you know, dinosaurs are escaping through wormholes and they got to capture them and put them back. And that was like the first season was mostly with that. But then all of a sudden they start getting into like this, uh, the, the main guy's wife is like this rogue and she's going through and she's messing things up and they're trying, you know, they're chasing her. It was just, just a, a really, really, really good show. And I, I was actually, I, there's still... A possibility, right? I think of, of being a new season of Primeval. That there, there was a lot of time between uh, seasons. I think four and five. I think season five was the last one that they did. See, now I'm not sure. You know, this, uh, the, you know, the, this news story I read referred to it as a spinoff slash continuation. So okay, I so don't know if that means it's a replacement or if it's you know, check it out in addition see, to. See but the, uh, the characters. There's only like two characters that made it from the pilot that were still with the, the show at the end of the last season. Okay, now I got this link off of, I don't know if you ever, now you probably don't because you, you haven't seen Stargate yet, but uh, Gate World, which is an awesome website if you're into any of the Stargate uh, series, uh, you know, that's where I got it. And, and they mentioned that uh, it's something for Stargate fans to keep their eyes on because it's executive produced by uh, Martin Wood, who I believe also did Sanctuary, um, and uh, Jillian Horvath, and then uh, there's going to be some episodes directed by SG-1s and Sanctuary's Amanda Tapping, oh, uh, Andy wow. Makita, who, who was uh, with Stargate as well. Uh, and then uh, Lexa Doig from, uh, no, she's been in a lot. She was in Stargate, but she's also currently in Continuum. So, Okay, who um, is she in Continuum? She is, I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, well, she's the only one, that, well, there's only three of them alive now, uh, Garza. Oh, she's the uh, the doctor. The doctor. Oh, okay. well, okay. well, yeah, gotcha. she's been to medical school, right. I guess. Right, right. Sonia. Right, Sonia. So. Right, and she did play a doctor in SG One. I'm not an so. actual doctor, but I played yeah. one in SG One. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, and anyway, it's gonna, yeah, as you might expect for a show filmed in Canada, it's going to include a lot of familiar sci-fi Vancouver talent. Eureka's Colin Ferguson, and I think we talked about it. at some point. We got to watch the pilot for Eureka because that certainly right. seems like uh, well, that that show's not. On anymore? That just didn't that just last. I think it just ended, but you know, I think it ran four seasons. Oh, did maybe. It? Oh, okay. I, oh, yeah, I think. yeah. Okay, that's that's manageable. Then. Um, Sarah Canning. I'm not sure which one she was in the Vampire Diaries. Of course, we only saw the pilot, yeah. but uh, but anyway, it's also going to have uh, video on demand rights with uh, Hulu and uh, 
you know, sounds interesting. All right. Well, and uh, you know, it sounds like maybe like, you know, they can kind of, the sanctuary crowd is quietly trying to take over the show. Fill the void. (laughs) So like, you know, the sanctuary is gone, but a show very similar to sanctuary. Okay. Now, right. And we're going to talk about revolution in a little while. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen all three episodes. Wayne's only seen the first two, so I'll try to, you know, bear that in mind. But apparently uh, we're both happy, but more importantly, NBC's happy. And that uh, initially it was scheduled for 13 episodes. They're going to get the full 22-episode treatment now. Yeah. Well, um, you know, still, well, it, it, that's, that's encouraging, though. Okay. Well, uh, absolutely. And, and if you don't know, you know, it's a sci-fi series set in the future world. There's... Not you know, and again, this is something that we'll probably talk about later. Uh, maybe I won't talk about it now. We'll talk about it later. But the the premise, I think both Wayne and I are okay with it. You know, we we understand its flaws, its limitations, but you know, we'll suspend our disbelief. But apparently, some people aren't able to. Uh, it's averaged close, just under ten million viewers a week. Wow, and, still putting up those kind yeah, of numbers. Yeah, pretty huh? good numbers. Wow, awesome. Um, however, the event. And Heroes also started out strong yeah. and got, you know. But, the, I mean, I've never seen Heroes, but even people who were big Heroes fans when it first came out said that it just got oh, really Oh, it went bad. downhill in a hurry. It just got bad really yep. quick. I quit in so. season two. Yeah. So, all right. Now, the uh, and I mentioned this to you earlier when we talked during the day. Manuel Carballo, who apparently directed uh, a film called Exorcismus, <laughs> a Spanish film. And I think we have, so we, I think we can translate <laughs> enough there. Uh, but anyway, he's, circumcision. he's, he's uh, <laughs> directing and producing a movie called The Returned that's going to begin or that began filming September 24th and around Toronto. And the, the synopsis is that uh, Kate works at a hospital in the return unit, helping those who have been infected by the virus that turns people into zombies. Her dedication to her work is absolute, but few people realize that for her it's also a personal matter because her husband, Jason, has been returned. Now, why do we care about this? Uh, I mean, other than, you know, I know you're a zombie, zombie fan. Yeah, okay. you had me at zombie. But uh, at least according to IMDb, the the top build star, Chris Holden Reed. Ah, all so, right. Congratulations, Chris. Yeah, and he's, been, you, man. and he's been tweeting about it the last uh, week or so about going to uh, <laughs> filming. Uh, all right. And then finally, the first lady of sci-fi, Amanda Tapping. Uh, you mean Summer Glau, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, I heard Dave, I've been giving Dave crap about this for a couple of days now because on the Liberate, he referred to Amanda Tapping as the first lady of sci-fi. I was like, "Whoa, easy there." Right, well, l- l- let me finish. Easy let me there. finish, and then we'll we'll, okay. we'll discuss. So she's going to, as you know, she's going to be joining the cast of Supernatural, yeah. which is awesome. And, that is and, too awesome. Yeah, that is that is wow. That's fantastic. All right, so uh, you know, whoever pulled that one off, man, well. Done. Yes. All right. Now, first lady of sci-fi. Okay. Now, um, uh, you think Summer Glau and, and look. Yes. I mean, I, come I, on. I, There's no question. Um, I, I admire Amanda Tapping, but come on. Yeah. I. You know what? Right now, I mean, I think she is probably the heir apparent. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I. I don't. You know, from my perspective, she's, just, she, she's not young enough yet. She hasn't put in the mileage yet. Well, I mean, she hasn't done enough. I mean, you know, enough shows. I mean, Dollhouse. What would she do? About maybe five episodes in Dollhouse. If oh, that not many. even. I yeah, think not even one or two. Yeah. Like that. Um. You know the uh. You know a season and a half of 
uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, but what? A yeah, uh, like. no doubt. So I you're could... just starting season two. Like okay. I just as I was listening to Liberate going into work this morning, and just from hearing you and Mike talk, uh, remembering everything that happens because like I was like, wow, that should have already happened, right? And like, oh my god, that's season two. Wow, so much. It's so good so much happens it's oh man I, no I, I i'm jealous that you get to watch it for the first time but i would just say i would just argue 10 seasons of stargate sg1 you know multiple yeah. appearances on the other uh, four seasons of sanctuary, sanctuary yeah, you know yeah, yeah. but anyway and but, she was in the x-files too but, like but, summer glow that's something right. she'll never but who be. else would we i mean look summer glow we all love summer glow there's you know i mean that, yes that's, but i really love her Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but who else would we even consider yeah i Honestly, that's, I was trying to think of that. I was thinking the exact same thing. Who else? You know, Eliza Dushku. Yeah, you know? Eliza, Eliza, I definitely. Mean, has certainly been in a few yeah. things. Was, I she, mean, was, she, was she in Buffy? She was definitely in Buffy. Yeah. She was Faith. See, I never I never saw Buffy, so. Right. I but, mean, I've so seen a bunch strong. of reruns. So she's got, oh, you, you forgot about Firefly for Summer Glow, though, too, I think. Oh, good point. Ah. Yeah, good touche. point. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Eliza definitely would is, is up there in that in that kind of realm. Yeah, I don't know. Lena, Lena Headey, because now she's doing the Game of Thrones thing. I mean, True. it's not sci-fi, but it's certainly fantasy. So Yeah, and I think that's, that's in the genre. Pretty, pretty strong creds there. Um, you know, yeah, who are we know. forgetting? Anna Silk, maybe? Is Anna Silk yeah, is but what else has she been in? I mean, well, true, but... Yes. Sci-fi. Well, yeah. well if that, that may be something we'll you know investigate uh, in between and come yeah. back, but... Uh, we could because we've done. Did we do the top? We just did, we did the top ten characters, right? We haven't done yeah. straight up top ten actresses. Well, we did sci-fi heroines, but right, uh, but we, we didn't do like actresses like this. True, and we might even just limit it to five because if we try to do ten, then you know we'll come up with fifteen, and so right. and then we'll be here. We'll hit the two hour, two hour mark two and a half before hours, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know we'll have to start splitting these. We're going to keep and, going until you can hear the podcast from one coast to the next. You just put it, start in your car and listen to the whole thing all the way to California. All right. So then we decided that Amanda Tapping is the first. No, we did not decide that at all. <laughs> okay. the, the issue is definitely not resolved at all. All right. All right. Anyway, um, anything uh, you want to throw in there before we hit the episode? Um, Nope, just, uh, well, I want to pimp once more, if I haven't enough, the season premiere of Arrow on the CW, which is will be next Wednesday, the 10th, right? Yeah. At uh, 8 o'clock, I think, is, is Eastern time uh, it'll be on. So that looks pretty cool. I got high hopes for it. Well, no, I don't, because I don't get it. But it is on the CW, at least. So they, It has a chance. Well, yeah. They'll, uh, so you're saying I have a chance. Yep. So, uh um, yeah, we'll see. But the, you know, John Barrowman's in. That was kind of like, yeah, I was moderately uh, interested in it before because Green Arrow is a pretty cool superhero. You mm -hmm. know, I like the guys like Green Arrow and and Batman who don't have innate superpowers. They're just really good at what they do or whatever. Um, and so I was, you know, interested already in that. And then when I saw John Barrowman was signed on, I'm like, whoa, you know, that's for sure. I got to see that. So. Uh, yeah, that'll be cool. But uh, but yeah, Doctor Who's on hiatus. Uh, I think Hell on Wheels is. I don't know if last week or this coming week is the the last. I still no, haven't. No, I've, I've been shoving everything aside to finish out uh, Supernatural because mm -hmm. I wanted to try and get you know have season seven done by the time season eight started, mm -hmm. and I didn't quite make it. But so I, my DVR is way backed up. Yeah. And, uh, so I haven't. I didn't see Hell on Wheels this week. I I didn't watch Revolution this week, and uh, so but there's a yeah. Well. 
But uh, Walking Dead, though, is coming up soon. I yeah, think, uh, I did, that's what I was going to say. Right. So. Next week, right? Like the 13th, I, I think? I think that's what I read. Yep. Yeah, like not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. All right. That would be awesome. All right. Well, anyway, we're uh, here to talk about Lost Girl, and we've, uh, you know, we've Talked on for close to twenty minutes about how long we go without uh, even other than lost just a passing mention that Anna Silk was about as far as close as we got to lost. That's right. All right. So anyway, we're on the season two premiere. Something wicked this Faye comes. Uh, Written by Michelle Lavretta and directed by Robert Lieberman. The same pair that brought us the last episode of season one. Right. And uh, the allusion to the Ray Bradbury story. Yeah. Well, and actually, I. Maybe the line from Macbeth, you think? Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Okay. Uh, but either way, yes. All right. So uh, any first thoughts? I mean, we, t- we typically start in with the opening scene, but hey, we're starting a new season, so we could go any way we want here. Yeah. Um, well, my main thought in this is my man D is back. Yes. He's over with all the shipper, B-ship, and uh, <laughs> the bullship yes. that I've had to deal with. And now he's back. They even got a scene where he's sitting on his motorcycle. Just in my notes, I'm like, yeah, D's back. He's looking all cool, sitting on his motorcycle. Triumph, by the way. Not yeah. that I'm a big motorcycle guy, <laughs> but I did have to pause it there and, and, and look. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not a motorcycle guy at all, and I wouldn't know a Harley from a Triumph from a hole in the wall. But, right. uh, you know, I know enough that it looks pretty cool. Yes. And, and uh, he had it in his loft. Yeah, right, his loft, <laughs> right, with his with his uh, his uh punching bag right, and his right, jeans <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so um so you know i i i know i i probably was a little harsh in in my whole assessment of the relationship thing but uh and i'm not ha- you know i mean obviously it's it's sad when you see Bo at the end of of this one i i really well not it wasn't quite the end but i really feel for her you know i really you know your heart goes out to her and, and anna silk does just a great job of, of this is the first time we've really seen Bo look hurt yeah you know she's been upset before she's been pissed before but this is the first time she looks like really really just hurt and Anna Silk just with her facial expression doesn't get any words no blubbering no single tear streaming down she just her you look at her face and she looks devastated it was great so I don't like that I'm not a you know, sociopath that you know <laughs> or anything but um I was just I I, I just like Dyson better as the lone wolf on his own. Yeah. You know, one thing that, that again, well, you know, I did manage to watch this episode one time through, and then I got through it about two thirds before I ran out of time. But, um, you know, at the beginning when they were showing, you know, previously on Lost Girl, although I don't think they actually say that, but they were showing, you know, the scene with the Norn, uh, you know, it really looked like once he realized what she was going to take from him, it looked like she was—he was really trying to fight her. You know, he had his hand clamped on hers, right? And it looked like he was trying to put it, pull it away. Uh-huh. So, you know, I mean, was this a, a repeat of his earlier? You know, where he refused her deal, and this time she was not going to take no for an answer. Or? Yeah, well, I, if the Norn filled out her end of the bargain, we can only assume that he you know, paid in full. So, well, we know he paid in full, right? I mean, but I'm just saying it looked oh, like that he regretted. Oh, no question. I mean, oh, that, oh yeah, that, yeah, 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 no question that as soon as he realized that she wasn't taking his wolf, yeah. that she was taking his love right. for a bow, which then kills me because what would you rather have, your identity or the girl? Oh, I'd rather have the girl. <clears throat> Wrong answer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, you keep your identity. You're a wolf. You know, right. like 
So I don't know. Well, he was trying to save her life too. So there is that. Yeah. So and I guess he kind of did actually save her life. So. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, let's jump back to the beginning for, because you know we we've talked you know every episode of our show about the beginning and, and you know they've gone through the you know the the weapons phase the sex phase and they came back to the sex phase after the weapons phase and here we've got a we've got a dynamic that we've really never seen before with Bo and Hale together right yeah that's that I, I noticed like right off I, I'd forgotten about that how the very first scene it's Bo and Hale and yeah. it's like whoa because that's completely awkward pairing that from what we've had it's right. always been Hale and Kenzie Bo and Dyson right 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 and, uh, you know, the, so they're tracking an underfay. And, you know, what we later learn is that, you know, when the explosion, uh, a lot of these underfay are apparently pets kept right. by the elders. And right. so, you know, now the, all the pets got loose. And I guess Bo and Hale have been uh, tasked to recover them. Like the dog and, catchers. Um, and it was, yeah, they make some sort of, or Bo makes some sort of comment about the Fay SPCA or something like that. <laughs> and uh, it's some creepy looking dinosaur looking yeah, bird on, I, or I whatever. Got it, you I got, got it. it. I got it. It's a, uh, uh, I can't remember how they pronounce it, but it looks like a peewichin, which is a shape shifting creature usually described as a flying snake. It's oh. a Chilean folk legend okay and we did see a little shape shifting by that one uh carney i've been calling him yeah. carney Faye. you know right, the guy who was really really the really dark skin that turned part into part of rat. the slua right um so anyway so we see them and you know while they're out there uh under fay hunting uh you know she's talking about uh, you know Dyson, and and you know we find out you know and that's where you know we learn that he's been missing for three weeks, and and Hale hasn't heard from him, and you know it starts to, you know it made me feel that you know I wonder if she was tasked with this job and figured all right I'll call Hale and maybe I can pry some information out of him about Dyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very likely because you know, that's kind of the pattern that followed before. But mm -hmm. you know, actually, this kind of it really has the feeling of all hands on deck here. Yeah, the, true. It's, it's just chaos. It's an emergency. Uh, Trick is just plugging holes wherever he can yeah. um, because the there's no the leadership here. Uh, Aoife has you know cut the head off of the light fade, basically. Yeah. Well, you know, and the other one, you know, you mentioned that what I really liked is that, you know, Lauren really comes across as being strong in this episode. You know, I mean, you, you know, you mentioned all hell breaking loose and, and somebody's got to kind of take control and clearly it's Trick on one level, but she's really, you know, and, and, you know, we, we see her and, you know, she's tired and there's, you know, that whole scene. Right. And which we need because still at the end of last season, we're still a little annoyed with Lauren for being, you know, kind of a little bit traitorous, you know, a little, a little bit of a rat. And uh, so now she comes through solid and, and uh, she's kind of back in our good graces. And she certainly uh, is stepping it up as a character and not being quite, the, the sniveling little weasel that she kind of was, that wasn't really, but kind of was in season one. Um, now she's stepping up and, and taking charge. And, uh, you know, and there's that little tender little scene where she falls asleep on uh, Bo's couch. Right. And we're thinking, okay, well, we might get back to some, you know, some Lauren and, and uh, Bo, you know, being a, a thing again, especially since we know that, Dyson is out of the picture. Right. Of course, Bo doesn't know it yet. Right. She, yeah, right. exactly. She doesn't know that. But right. it is dramatic irony is that, you know, we as the audience totally know that. So when Lauren falls asleep on the couch, we're like, oh, this, you know, could potentially be, you know, start of something because we know, which Bo doesn't know that, you know, that 
D is out of the picture. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think the thing is, you know, it, it, it's easy to excuse, you know, her, you know, I hate the word smarminess, but I'll use it anyway. You know, well, she's human in this fey world, but of course, Kenzie's human and she's, you know, so that, you know, it's like I said, it's really nice to see that. Uh, so she comes to the bar because she's heard that Bo needs needs her help because I guess Bo gets scratched by that bird, right? Yeah. When, when they're, and, uh, but, and, and, you know, we've been really down on Bo and her impulsiveness. And so here she goes, she finds some, uh, I guess he is a clerk. Is it that looked what it like was? a, like a seven 11 clerk or something. Right. Like that, and it's yeah. like, don't worry, my friend's got the counter, which we assume is Kenzie. Right. Um, <laughs> and you know, she doesn't kill him. Right. Right. And she's a big step. Yeah. And she's pretty proud of it. And you know, okay, so you're making progress here. She's, well, especially if you think back to the very, well, the one of the first scenes of uh, the pilot, where she kills the guy in the elevator, right? right so the, right. the first the first time we see Bo, really, she's killing a person, and now uh, a similar situation, except this isn't a bad guy, just a kid, and but she uh, she's able to hold off and just take enough, and she, so she's still hurt. That's the thing Lauren notices. You're still bruised. What the hell? Right. And. And uh, you know, Bo was like, "Well, I, you know, I didn't want to kill the kid. Right, didn't have Dyson, so uh, right." And it's funny to hear like this kid. You know, he's like, <laughs> oh, "I think we're going a little too fast." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's a very funny scene. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, we get you know there is a back to this episode. There is a procedural in this one, so that uh, you know there's a body been that's been dumped, and uh, not the first time. We've seen rock, paper, scissors, I don't think. Yeah, you know, no. you, I'll tell you, start watching all these shows. Um, does John, I'm trying to remember whether John, I mean, uh, uh, Sarah Connors, yeah, John, whether yeah. he teaches uh, Cameron rock, paper, scissors, and. No, no, no. You're, no. It's, uh, no, you're thinking uh, uh, Continuum. Continuum. Where uh, um, Carlos has to teach Rock Rochambeau oh, to oh right uh, right 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 okay to uh, to Cameron <laughs> right right so you had the name right I had the name had the Cameron all but, right so uh, anyway but there's uh, there's a, one episode of Supernatural I just watched you know Dean has a great line how does paper beat rock come on yeah right <laughs> there was every frustrated rock thrower out there who's been taken down by the paper you always have the same question how on earth does does paper defeat yeah, rock? See, I mean I always go for scissors all right anyway. Um, but everyone else in the world goes like I would guarantee you eight percent of the people who play rock paper scissors go rock first. Okay, eight um, percent. Right. I'm calling it. Okay, there well, should be a study done. All right, we'll write that down. All right. So anyway, so Bo gets you know so apparently you know I, I guess tricks there. Uh, somebody's got to go investigate, and uh, you know neither Hale nor Bo because they're both tired, right? They've been apparently we don't know how how many hours or yeah. how many days. Well, this thing look everyone looks exhausted. Right, right. Like, so again, hats off to the actors who did a great job. You know, just you know, just it's it's the kind of like exam week in college. You yep. know, just cranked out five papers and they have slept two hours the last week. Well, that's never me during exam week. I was going to say, well, that's like exam week, but without the beer. Yeah. I, I was an English major, so all, I didn't really have exams. So while everyone else was studying, uh, me and my buddies were out uh, hitting the bars. So, all right. Well, anyway, so uh, Bo loses rock, paper, scissors to uh, Hale. And, and, and you know, the, the, there were some good lines, but not, you know, as many, you know, but it's like, you, yeah, there, there you suck, Siren. Yeah, right. That was a good one. Um, but there were some good ones, and and you know one of the we'll get to it in a few minutes of the but but one you know from Kenzie to to Bo it was, certainly wasn't funny, uh, and it was really I mean one of the more 
or one of the few really serious things that she says. Um, all right, so anyway, they go and investigate, and, uh, you know, so we know, you mentioned dramatic irony, so here's another instance of it where, you know, we know that it's this traveling carny show that's responsible for the killing because we, you know, we see the tow truck that's been called under false pretenses and right. uh, the driver fed to, you know, whatever that Fay was. Yeah, I don't know if they said. I don't think they I, did. I, I didn't get that one down, but that guy was, was very creepy. Yeah, but uh, he was, you know, he was pretty nasty. Uh, so anyway, so there, you know, so they, Bo investigates that. And now, Bo, we talked about Dyson, Bo rocking the leather vest yeah, in this episode. That was, it uh, was very tastefully done. Yes, in Dyson's absence, uh, you know, she, okay. Somehow she pulls it off in ways that uh, Dyson is not able to. Yes, and, uh, and, but she also, you know, is starting to, you know, I guess, kind of worry a little bit whether Dyson's ever even coming back. And, you know, Kenzie's trying to, you know, no, dude, he wouldn't do that. Yeah, you, you can expect her, uh, sorry, expect, uh, you, you understand her, you know, frustration here because the last- Maybe fear even. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, fear because as far as she knows, they were all good. You know, like they had a little bump in the road. Yeah, he- kind of slept with my mom yeah he was hiding that he knew who my mom was but then he helped save my life so to her mind obviously we're good right and she says we both deserve a fresh start right and that's yeah. how we end season one and then you know he from her he, perspective right exactly right so. and then he he disappears and so she's like you know it's just like anyone girl guy whatever when you've been for lack of a better word dumped there's always that WTF, you know, yep. what, what the, everything was going, I thought everything was going great. And now all of a sudden you're telling me it's not, and I don't understand how that happened, you know? And so she's, she's not quite there yet because again, maybe it's just an extended hunting trip. Yeah. You know, who knows? She right. doesn't know, but still there is that thing. Everything seemed to be going all right. And now he's just, you know, scarpered. Yep. And you know, it's, she's, you know, what he's not coming back. Well, then we, of course, see, no, he's coming back. It's just that he's going to be in handcuffs bleeding. Yeah, uh, which, which is cool, which is officially, you know, he's back. You know, he's, he's back. He's looking cool. He's bloody. He's doing guy stuff. No more sitting in bathtubs, picking out bed and breakfasts. That's done. I knew you were going to bring that one up. <laughs> no more bathtubs. No more bubble baths. More blood. And, you know, look, I, I mean, Hale, of course, is his best bud and gives him, you know, kind of a hard time teasing, you know. But, I mean, obviously we know what's been going on. I mean, he's he's dealing with some, you know, heavy emotional baggage. And, and uh, I mean, he's a wolf. And, and uh, you know, I mean, it, it's certainly understandable yeah. that, uh, you know, after the pact with the Norn that something like this would happen. Yeah, it would take you a while to uh, recover from... Something like that. Though, again, as I said before, for a guy who before Bo came was pretty secure in his drama-free zone, it's been just given right back to him. You know, mm -hmm. take it as you know. Now the drama has been taken away. You don't have to deal with this stuff anymore. Yeah, and and the, and the, you know, you used the word chaos earlier, um, and, and this kind of you know that this whole episode is kind of about the chaos. Uh, you know, with, with the light fay, the chaos for the individual characters, and, and the question is going to be whether they can put it all back together before everything disintegrates. So, you know, we, we find out that, you know, half the elders are dead, 
And that Ash Porter, what's his name? Oh, Buzz. Buzz Porter. Buzz Porter. Elder. Elder Porter, not right. Ash. He's not the Ash yet. Is, is temporarily in charge, and that it's pretty clear Trick's not happy about that, and we learn you know, pretty soon why. Yeah. Well, from the very first scene, you can see this guy is not leadership material. No, no. Um, and unless you mean for your leader to be a lead, drop, yeah, da- drop right, down right. drunk. Lead, leading... Leading the uh, the 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 keg ra- the boat races uh, the keg stands and yes. the uh, the shotguns mm. that's what he can lead. But uh, other than that, uh, not good for your uh, you know dealing with a difficult and chaotic transition. Right, and and, and the, the part of the problem you you tr- again transition. I mean, we we learn that basically the sharks are circling around the light fay, you know, re- ready to uh, you know take whatever is not spoken for and that you know obviously this this uh includes the dark fay and that uh you know should the light fay lose control they're ready to take over so you know things are bad right and which has been kind of hanging over the whole society from you know the the first the pilot right that this at any point some spark could light that's going to ignite this this powder keg this very fragile delicate balance of power that they have um, can be destroyed in an instant, and we're we're starting to see that here. So. Of course, it's not just you know like a match people. This is a pretty big blow that yeah. someone comes in and a suicide bomber comes into the the council of elders and takes out most of them. Right um, now, the the one uh, the scene I really yeah I I don't I'm not a big fan of this scene, but uh, the Fay Bloodhound. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a little, you know, comic relief in there. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, are you giving Kenzie's character a week off from comic relief? Yeah, true. Yeah, she really didn't give her. Like, uh, she must have broken up with the the writer she was was dating before that uh, all of a sudden, like— they, her lines, not that she didn't have any, but they certainly uh, didn't, they dried up a little bit. But, uh, oh, wait, this will be giving something away. Never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So, anyway, she gets the Fay Bloodhound that Trick recommends, except he's got allergies. And I like at the end, you know, his, his, uh, his pay is uh, pharmaceutical grade allergy medicine. He's got this huge bag that apparently Lauren uh, uh, provided. So that was pretty good. But yeah. Hey, as an allergy sufferer, I can say do not scoff at that. Okay. Well, to me, you know, I think subtle colony, subtle comedy has been, you know, one of this show's really hallmarks. And, And this just, you know, I didn't like this attempt. This one just didn't do it for me. So... Yeah, but um, I just the, the 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 shot is funny though. Like the the dialogue and everything, not so much, but just the shot of the slightly overhead with the guy in the foreground, the the heavy foreground, with the aviator's cap pulled down and the the red nose. Yeah, it was just a really uh, funny shot. And I was I was looking online, someone had the screen cap of it. It was just just to see the screen cap was uh, that was a very very funny shot. Yeah, so. but but he was effective. So you know, I mean, he did lead. Um, Bo and Kenzie to the Carnies and points out that they're Faye. And she's like, you know, really one? He goes, no, no, all. Right. So we find out that it's a, you know, it's a traveling Faye pack. And we, we learn a little bit more about that, obviously. But uh, so she can, goes up and tells them she's, you know, the Ashes emissary. And, you know, hey, be more careful next time. Don't leave dead bodies lying around. Uh, and, yeah, you know, Kenzie's, you know, almost, you know, wonders why she didn't 
you do more. And again, she's exercising restraint. So, yeah, I think uh, being more judgmental about what she does and right. not going in with both guns blazing. Right. I don't want to start a war without Trick Say So. So let's yeah. go get Trick Say So. Yeah. So right. we can kick their asses. <laughs> um, Which is just for her to say that, that you know, that shows a pretty significant amount of growth right there because at, at no time last season would she have bothered to get anyone say so. She right. just, she would go and, do whatever she wanted to do. Right, which, you know, then leads, and of course, we're here giving her credit for, you know, being more under control when she goes and sees Dyson at his place, and the first thing she does after she hugs him, she slugs him. Yeah. Oh, you've been working on your right hook or whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever he says. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, that that I could also, now, again, I know I've, I've established too much myself of being anti-relationship here, but uh, the whole kiss and then punch, yeah, that's a, that's a bit cliche. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. They're better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, then we get into the whole thing with the, the with the map tattooed on the inside of the skin that was. Yeah. Done so at this pre, point, should we mention the most disgusting freaking scene I've the, ever seen oh, on television? Oh, I think. You know, I was thinking the same thing. This is one of the right. I mean, that was awful. Yeah. I, I turned away. I couldn't yeah. watch it. It was, you know, you you think the guy would cough up. I figured, OK, he's going to cough up like a hand or something. We know he ate the dude. Right. He's going to cough up a hand or a foot or something like that. Right. The whole arm. The whole arm, Dave. Right. Oh, my. And it just kept coming out. Yep. I was yep. like, oh, yep. oh, oh. Oh, and the other man. guy takes it like he's, you yeah, know, this is like a great prize. Yeah, and, it's you like know. feeding it. Like, like it's like the, the Play-Doh, uh, the barber shop or something, man. Right. Oh, All right, God. so we're still trying to wrap our head around, though. Okay, how do you tattoo a map on the inside of the skin while the person's still alive? Yes, Good trick. Okay, so we haven't uh, we haven't figured that one out yet, and we did get no uh, information. But uh, you know, uh, Dyson blows her off, and he and Hale go investigate the carney. Um, and then that's that's when we had you know we get that scene between Bo and Kenzie, you know, where Bo says it's like he's afraid to be alone with me, and she replies, maybe you're not going to like what he has to say. Yeah, you know, which is, I mean. Which we all, we all know. Like, we exactly. all know that, but but it's not the kind of thing we hear from Kenzie. Right. Well, so, Kenzie's maybe growing up a little bit yeah. on her own. Yeah. Um, now, what was it? The, the Japanese Faye. Yeah. The Japanese Faye is the guy that came up through the tunnel, the, yes. dark, the dark guy. Yeah, he is a Tesso, which is a Japanese uh, folklore dude. It's They're called the Iron Rat. I don't know if this dude had I was, had the metal, but the, in the, the the folklore, it's a uh, a a rat guy who has metal teeth and claws and nice. can eat anything, as as they said in in here. He was just pretty. And and whatever he eats, like I mean, like he eats knowledge. Is that because he that's he, that's what in the show they did, yeah, right? Because yeah. he and he was eating Trick's books, like yeah. Trick, Trick makes the thing about he. He liberated some of the Ashes Library, right? Which uh, Kenzie found just for the articles, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Which Kenzie uh, called him on. So anyway, so we we learned that there, you know, these carnies uh, are here, and and you know what? I I, the whole thing about what they're like dead, or they're the Walking Dead, or they're you know they're they're. Well, okay, this is where we come in and talk about the slua because this again is is something from uh, Irish and Scottish folklore. 
Um, and and these things are not, I, you know, like a lot of times, some things I can just come out of my brain and remember. And these things, I, I had to look all these up because I had no clue. But there was like, they're rattling off a fay a minute, man. I had to, I stopped this episode more than any of the episodes so far because every other line is like, oh, yeah, the blah, 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 or something like that. So the slua uh, from Irish and Scottish folklore, they are the restless dead. They are neither welcome in heaven nor hell. And though in the folklore they usually fly through the air but in this case they're they're traveling mm-hmm. in i think what actually they look like what we uh not we but what they call in ireland uh the tinkers oh. or like gypsies and they are the landless they're the people who, um after the and this is from my brain <laughs> after the the famine especially who had to li- who were forced to leave their land and uh, were not able to emigrate, so they, they became gypsies. And so to this day, they're still very distrustful. The, did you ever see um, uh, Snatch? No. Okay. Well, in that, Brad Pitt plays a character they call him a pikey, which is like the English equivalent of the same thing. These traveling people who are looked on with uh, much distrust, uh, even than we would, the last time I was there, we still can see uh, the, the caravans that they, they travel around in. And uh, you just you stay away from them, you know. No matter where they go, just stay away from them. They'll rob you blind. Uh, they'll 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 kill you and then bury you somewhere. No one will ever find you. Just you know, stories like this, whether they're true or not, you know, whatever. But uh, they're, they're certainly that's they're they're trying to make uh, no question. They're making this carnival group out to appear like a like the like the tinkers, and the attitude towards them seems to be the same, where they're neither light nor dark fae, neither side will take them, so they just have to kind of exist on their own and thereby are looked upon with distrust from both uh, sides of quote-unquote respectable fae society. I'm telling you, everything we talk about leads me to something else, and I'm sure the same. It's like, did you ever see the show The Riches? No. It was a, it, you know, it had like one season. Uh, do you know who Minnie Driver is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mae Driver's a, a great uh, Irish actress. Okay. Uh, and Eddie Izzard. I don't know if you know Eddie. Yeah, Eddie is. Sure, sure. Eddie Izzard, I mean, he basically made his name as a, he's a comedian who dresses like a woman. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. I had someone else in mind. Right. Uh, and he performs. So, anyway, so the, basically, the riches, it's this, uh, you know, this family, um, they're a family of crooks. And what we learn is they're, they're gypsies. And mom just got out of jail. And now they're, you know, they're traveling in their, you know, in their vehicle. And they come upon uh, an accident in a you know this big nice RV, and and they stop and they actually are looking to render aid when they discover that the man and the woman are both died in the accident. So what they do is of course uh, you know they take all their ID and everything and they assume their lives, you know. So this guy's like some big high end stockbroker. So Eddie Izzard, you know, he's they're they're con men. Um, but they're gypsies. All right. Anyway, yeah. we, oh, and I, I just realized that I got my uh, the laptop in front of me now that I had falsely accused, well, not accused, but said the main driver is Irish. She's not. She's English. Oh, okay. So but, all but, the Irish out there who were in uproar, I'm sorry. I apologize. All right, but uh, great actors nonetheless. Yeah, so, no, she's uh, great. She was well, you know, Goodwill Hunting. She was awesome, and she was in the. Uh, Circle of something, circle. Yeah, of circle of friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why I thought she was Irish because that was an Irish movie, right? She right. Was, but uh, yeah, very right. a beautiful woman, great actress. Yep. So all right. Anyway, we you know so Jimmy wh- Carmody. What they're after? Okay, back to our uh, lost girl. Back uh, on our, topic. Our fae gypsies. <laughs> uh, they're they're apparently trying to steal the sword of Agros. 
Yes. Okay. And don't uh, ask me. I, I, everything I tried to find on this came up with some video game. Okay. Um, <laughs> and apparently, uh, see, now we could digress again because uh, I, hey, this this one's not on me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Apparently, at Fan Expo, they they did a series of interviews with some of the cast members from Lost Girl and, and the video games that they love to play. So anyway. Um, <laughs> So anyway, so now we know what it is that, that they're here to steal. Then we get back to the scene. You know, I think we mentioned this earlier. Lauren comes to Bo's. Uh, Bo feeds her in, you know, the scene where she falls asleep. And, and, you know, like you mentioned before, it looks like, okay, maybe their relationship's, you know, mending a little bit um, and that the trust between the two of them is returning. Um, but then we get into the whole, you know, what it means for a land or for a district to be claimed, right, and, and that uh, – you yeah, know, you got what, some gentrification going on here. Okay, well, like you said, you know, you have to stop it. Uh, so in order for the district to be claimed by the Light Fae, each ash has to make a covenant with the land and a secret mystic ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> Are we making finger quotes with the secret mystic ceremony? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so with the ash on the verge of death, apparently his bond with the land is weakening, and if the dark takes over, it will be bad news for the humans probably more than... Right. Well, if if the if they're not able to reestablish the link between right. the light and the land, then the light will have to skip town. Right. And then the, that'll just leave no one to between the humans and, and the dark. Right. And we you know we already know what the uh, what the dark think of the humans. So yeah. Well, and there's there's like a couple times here, like Kenzie, uh, you know, the who calls her. Food like the the, the yes, bloodhound right, calls right, it food, right? And the uh, the the drunk, the uh, um, elder porter calls her. What does he call her? Um, oh, we call her something not nice. Yeah, I can't remember either. But uh, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, so you know, uh, so. you know, Dyson. So Dyson's still trying to reestablish Meatbag. himself. Yeah, oh, right, right, Meatbag. right, right, right. So Dyson's trying to reestablish himself. And, you know, he and Hale are, you know, talking pretty seriously. And, you know, Hale tells him, look, you know, dude, you ought to at least try, you know, who knows? Just because you made this pact with the Norn, maybe, maybe it didn't work. You know, maybe you will feel something for her. And, uh, you know, but before he can do anything, she confronts uh, Dyson and, you know, the whole thing that we, you know, we do best as a team of fighters and all that. So put on your big wolf pants and, yeah. and, and, and you know. <laughs> put on your big wolf pants. That was, that was a good one. And uh, they go looking for the heart stone. So, all right. Um, all right. We already made some uh, derogatory comments about Buzz, who's in charge. And we find out uh, not only is he an alcoholic, lush, uh, and a terrible leader, but he's also a traitor. And that uh, he pretty much had sold out um, the light fay. We we find out what's inside the Hearthstone. Yes, I don't, I don't know. A blonde. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. right. <laughs> of course, yeah, a hot chick. Yes, right. Well, is she in? Is she inside the Hearthstone? Uh-huh. He no, I think he he cuts open the Hearthstone. She like pops up or something. Okay, like that. well, but anyway, she's whatever. She's there for the. Secret mystic ceremony. Yeah, like how you know it's like can't isn't there someone else who can step up to do this? I mean, like no. yeah, this is pretty. You think this would be a ceremony? There'd be a lot of people kind of uh, who'd be gladly volunteer to participate in. Yeah. Now we've ha- we've had a lot of nightclub scenes. It seems like uh, you know one of the more recent ones more at, recent, at, yeah, at Vex's Vax, place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was pretty cool at the at the rave to try to trap the carnies and Dyson. 
uh, gives Bo a little more power. Um, so, you know, he's still able to do that. So that'll be interesting to see how that all plays right, but out. We know the the reason behind it. You know, like, again, this is more of the what we know that Bo doesn't. Um, I think Hale, right? Hale says to, to Dyson, how do you know that mm. that the Norn took all your love? You know, you, right. you, you got to give it a shot. You know, Bo's pretty powerful, pretty uh, persuasive. So we know that he's, this is his, like, test. I'm going to see if there's anything there. And uh, so, you know, this this long kiss, she walks away, like, you know, like, looking like, whoa. And we look at him, and he's just, and we know. Just see, look at his face. Again, another, the, the actor's really uh, clicking on all cylinders here. Right. Um, able to express so much with just a facial expression without having to go into histrionics. You just look at Chris Holden Reed and you say it was a no go. You know, yep. it didn't work that he, yep. his passion for her is truly gone. Yeah. And I was surprised that he really opens up to her and tells her what the, what the deal was, no pun intended, you know, that, that, uh, <laughs> you know, the price with the Norn and that, uh, the, you know, that was the last kiss. Um, you know, cause I, I figured he would just be the whole strong, silent type and not really tell her, uh, you know, because really, I mean, w- what would he be doing? I mean, he tells her the truth that, you know, I, I did this to save you. You know, I gave you up to save you. Right. Well, I think he's he's also kind of learned his lesson about, like, keeping secrets and everything. And yeah. I was surprised he waited this long, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. you'd think, listen, why why prolong it? Why He's torturing her, honestly, right. because she is confused. She doesn't know, like, as we said before, from her point of view, everything was all good. Yeah. The last time they were together, and now all of a sudden he is avoiding her. And anyone who's in the relationship knows that when you do stuff like that, you do because you're pissed. You know, I don't know if, if you you know do this kind of game with your wife. Every now and then, when my wife gets mad at me, or I get mad at her. It doesn't happen often, but it happens sometimes. And the first thing you do is you're gonna like kind of like shut the person out and and act like different and act like you're you're you know you 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 want to communicate to them that you're pissed, but without the actual mm-hmm. confrontation or whatever. Yes. Um, and so that's what he's doing. He's playing yeah. the passive aggressive, which is BS. Right. You know, it never it, works. It, it never yeah. works, right? It's a bad game to play, yep. and uh, it, it takes him the whole you know uh, episode to realize I, I got to stop with the, the passive aggressive crap and just go ahead and tell her, right? Because there's no point in delaying it, right? Because we're you know we're we're still on the same team, and the team needs us. Which brings us to the elephant in the room. The little girl, yes, who we see, we see her flash. I can't even remember where Bo was though. The first time was it I, at the bar? Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I think no. The first time I think is she sees her at the circus. Okay, first uh, when she the first time when they go to confront the circus. Okay, when she and Kenzie go. Yep. Okay, I think that's the first time she sees her. Then she sees her again at the Dow. Um, so did oh, she see her three times? Then? I think she sees her three times. Okay, and the the final time is uh, when she finally speaks. The last time is is when she yes yeah, she finally speaks. Now, her. boy, I'll tell you, you talked about the uh, you know the the guy spitting up the you know the body being creepy. Yep. I mean, and clearly it was. And but, but, what did we say? What what did we say, Dave? When we did the creepy list, things that are innocuous uh, but creepy. Point. Little kids, when, little kids, okay. man. I wasn't lying. And how about the last episode, of Doctor Who? Which combines little kids and statues. Yes. You know, right. I swear Stephen Moffat is listening to this podcast, oh, man. man. I'm like, I was watching, I'm like, oh, 
my God. They take the killer angels and they have them have kids, little baby statues. That was holy crap. That was creepy. Yes, it was. But so we'll get to that though. So so yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, as a okay, again, not to lose sight of the fact that this is the season two premiere. Okay, so we're you know you know we've got all the stuff with uh, Dyson giving up Bo, and now we get this bombshell at the end of the episode with the little girl that you know I'm here to warn. My nature draws me to impending disaster, terror, tragedy, plague. Something old has awoken. It's coming straight for you. You know, and it's like, okay, so what's awoken? I mean, is this another, an ancient fae? Is it some spell? You know, but whatever. Um, Well, you know, and it sets up the, what's obviously is going to be the story arc for the entire season. mm -hmm. You know, we know this isn't something that's going to get resolved in the next five episodes. This is, this is, this is the full season is going to deal with this overhanging issue that something, and it was honestly, we had the same thing last season. We knew right from the start that, there was something about Bo. There was something terrible coming for her, and 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 we knew that the whole season, and that was this kind of always in the background, always in the subtext. Um, so we can expect that you know that's going to be the large issue for for this coming season. Yeah. And everything, but um, we do know because you told us last week it's not going to be Eva. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. But it's you know, this obviously sounds bigger than Eva. Yes, it yeah, does. This is something pretty pretty bad. Um, and uh, so it'd be interesting to see uh, what that is. But here is some interesting things about the oh, how do you pronounce this? The the Nain Rouge, which is the the red gnome, which is the little girl. Okay. Believe it or not, it is a, the 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 Nain Rouge is a uh, is a harbinger of chaos, evil and bad things to come. But what you didn't know, what I didn't know is that there is a Nain Rouge that haunts the city of Detroit, Michigan. Oh, interesting. And that this is like a, I don't know, if like, but there's like people citing people. There's like apparently for every, uh, most of the bad things that have happened in Detroit over the past 100, 200 years, there's been some sighting of a little dude in red around there. Now, again, Drafting Calvin Johnson, number one, that was certainly one of the well, things that, haunting yeah, Detroit. That, well, no, that was that. No, was, no, not Calvin Johnson. Right, Calvin the guy Johnson before Matthew the, Stafford. The, the, the guy oh, before yeah, the receiver, yeah. I forget what it was. Uh, but Who it, was that? The guy? Yeah, yeah, but, okay. but yeah, no. The, the, but you know, I, they but they have every year they have like parades and they have they dress up like the Nain Rouge. Uh, I think as a way of like an exorcism to try and keep them away, and uh, and maybe so that's they, they've been successful in recent years that that that, that they got Calvin Johnson, and Matthew Stafford, <laughs> but uh, but still you can't. You know, you have to admit things are not going too well no. in in Detroit uh, right now, yeah. and um, I guess like the mayor said that they should, or not the mayor, someone had said that I read had basically like, listen, um, we can't have any more people leaving the city, so stop doing the expulsion ceremony for the Nain Rouge. You know, right? Anything. We need as many people here as we can. But uh, but that was yeah, that was wild to see. You know, the, like you don't you usually hear of something haunting an entire city. That was yeah. you know pretty cool. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, as a as a season premiere, I thought it was pretty awesome. I mean, you know, if we were, you know, scaling them one to ten, I mean, clearly in the eight nine range. Uh, yeah, I'd say uh, eight eight ish. Yeah, nine, you know, Michelle Lovett is a really good writer, so and yeah. and she did a good job. That you know, it was, uh, you know, again brings you in action right away. Yep. Um, not a lot of sitting around talking, a lot of moving around, some interesting characters. 
the uh, Zale, right, the guy with the bowler, was a actually I thought a pretty interesting character. Um, he's not he's not dead at the end, is he? Which one is he? The the guy who is gonna have sex with the land. Oh, um, I don't remember. I I, I think she let him go. Okay. But there, there's that moment where it's like, he's like, hey, why don't you come with me? You know, you're really more like me than like them. Right. And, and he's just seen on the superficial level. He said, well, she's unattached as well. So, but uh, obviously Bo is nothing like him. And she points out, you know, like, well, you murder people. So I, that, that's not how I roll. Right. I'm a protector. Right. Not a, not right. a victimizer. Right. right. If I kill somebody, it's. Yeah. Know, so. So, um. So, so, but I thought, yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure he got away. So that's, that's something there. Cause I thought he was, a, a, like I said, a, a pretty interesting character, even though they've moved on, maybe they can come back later. Maybe we'll get to see the land again. Cause she was pretty attractive. Yes. Uh, person. Okay. <laughs> I don't know much of an actress cause she didn't really have any lines, yeah. but uh, still. We didn't look her up on IMDb. So. Right. <laughs> but uh, we'll never right. look up on IMDb, right? So. All right. Well, anyway, that's uh season two premiere, something wicked this Faye comes and uh, all right. So why don't we talk a little bit about some of the sci-fi stuff that uh, that we're watching? And, and you want to start with Revolution? Yeah. Oh wait, she does the suck you kiss on him. I just I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So but I don't know whether she actually does them in or not. Okay. All right. Well. Well. Yeah, whatever. Right, sorry. <laughs> so all right revolution if, uh, if you're out there and we we need feedback anyway so uh you know go on to uh, fatalist.podbean.com and uh and and let us know um what what happened to uh zale at the end because I, I i really don't feel like going back to, to yeah i understand see. um but yes revolution for the third time yeah i'll let you take the take the reins okay the- well you know it it's one of those shows that i think we've all eagerly anticipated i mean you know all summer long we've we've you know talked about it from time to time that uh, the premise looked good that you know it's a future when uh, all the power goes out and all right so uh, you, you know we alluded at the beginning of this podcast okay part of the the problem that a lot of the critics have with it is that okay fine the power grid goes down we have no electricity fine we can buy that but batteries don't work Steam engines? Steam, I mean, you know, right. I mean, steam engines, you look, I mean, it's like anything. You know, we don't have to invent steam engines. They were already invented. They're, they're, they're there. They're, right. they're right. There's there's probably a train yard. In fact, the, the second episode, they're, they're in a train yard. Right. Well, I mean, of course, those were gas trains, but still, right. you know, there's there's plenty of steam engines out there. there you can just so get I, one. You can convert them. Okay, so I guess the argument would then end up being that there's something about the laws of physics that have been altered. So, you know, okay, okay. but you know what? I'm fine. Well, I, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. Honestly, you got it right there. Shut up and enjoy the show. All right. Right? It's, right. Is it, are, do you like the characters? Yes. Yes. Do you like the plot? Yes. Yes. Is there good action? Yes. Yes. So what's the problem here? Is right. it created by Eric Kripke? Yes. Okay. Right. So, I mean, I think sci-fi, fantasy, supernatural, especially sci-fi, I mean, I think we're a, we're a hypercritical bunch, you know, oh. I think, too. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but I think you just have to back off. So, uh, yeah. At some point, you just have to say, okay, great. I can rip and nitpick this to death. And you could. Honestly, right. if... Um, yeah, and, and honestly, I really didn't think about it, but like after I saw the pilot, I, I went on to 
I don't I don't know if it was a, a podcast or just the the official NBC. I guess it was it probably wasn't the official NBC side. I think it was a podcast on Revolution. And uh, someone that left a comment and they're just tearing it up. Yeah, I was just like, dude, you know, like, yeah. come on, just enjoy. It. Like, you are totally nitpicking. You, I mean, just stop watching the show because obviously you're not enjoying it. You won't enjoy it if you're going to look right. at these and little I don't, things. And, I don't, and you mentioned podcasts. Uh, you know, one of my, our favorite podcasts, or certainly mine, and I think you're getting into it, the Fringe podcast sure, with yeah. uh, Daryl and Clint. I believe they're doing not just daryl's doing it with somebody else. oh he's doing the revolution doing with revolution, somebody else yeah. okay i haven't listened to it but i'm gonna i'm gonna start checking it out okay i do enjoy the, the fringe podcast it's yeah a really but good one. uh but you know like you said the characters so you know we, we, we're jumping 15 years into the future so that we see that you know the people have reestablished uh life you know uh, little enclaves are forming people are growing their own food uh, but that, you know, the, certainly the issue that comes up in a lot of these post-apocalyptic stories is that who's in charge? You know, you have to have order or you have chaos and, and uh, um, you know, anarchy rarely uh, works out. So in this case, it's the military and they, they rule with a heavy hand. Yeah. And uh, I love the actor is uh, Giancarlo Esposito who was in one of my absolute all-time favorite shows. Not a science fiction show, but one filmed right here in Charm City, uh, Homicide, Life on the Street. Oh. And he was in that for a couple seasons at the end. He was really good. He actually played, um, I don't know if you remember Yafit Kodo. I don't. He was. He played the 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 guy in charge of the homicide division. Yeah, I never really watched it. I was not a big police. Okay. Well, yeah, I think Cody was a pretty big personality around Baltimore okay. uh, during the the heyday of of uh, homicide life on the streets. That was also um, the the exterior of the police station. There is on down in Fells Point, uh, right across from the the. Thames Street Tavern, which was a place that we used to uh, frequent back in back in the day. Okay. Um, but uh, so it was just a uh, you know really a flavor with all kinds of Baltimore stuff. But uh, so Yafikota was the the head of the the homicide department, and Giancarlo Esposito was his son, okay. who had been estranged for a while, but then came in, and it was really great. He's, he's a really really good actor. Um, I guess he was also I haven't seen Breaking Bad, but apparently he was just on Breaking Bad. And there's now a million people saying. You're a moron. Apparently, he was on Breaking Bad because he was like, I know he was like a main character on there. Okay, well, I've never watched that. Uh, I know Mike yeah. is big on that show. Yeah, but, it's uh, it's from everyone who's seen it says it's awesome. My wife is talking about getting into it now, so I I don't know right now on her own time, right? I mean, yeah, not, yeah I don't know. I'll, I'll probably watch it with okay. her since I'm I'm almost uh, you know free from the the grind of having to get in three or four episodes of Supernatural every night. Okay. Uh, um, no, nah, it's been a grind, but yeah, anyway. But, but speaking uh, of Supernatural, see, we were talking about Revolution all summer long. Okay. And I was getting moderately excited because it sounded like a pretty awesome premise. Mm -hmm. Had you told me that the guy who created this show, who wrote the first episode, is the guy who created Supernatural, I would have been about a zillion times more pumped for this show. I mean, it was, it was mm -hmm. good. I really liked it. But, yeah. you know, I just, I'm watching the opening credits. I'm like... Created by Eric Kripke. Are you kidding me? Written by Eric Kripke. What? You know, like all of a sudden, like holy crap, yeah. this show is going to be awesome. You know, yeah. like I got like just in that one moment, I got like super super excited. And you had told me that John Favreau yeah. was going to do 
direct the uh, the first the pilot, episode. Right. And, and I guess he's listed as an executive he's, producer. Yeah, he's an executive producer now, right? So who knows um, what that means, actually. It means he, he gets a cut. Yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> By letting him put his name up there, I guess. Well, I guess, yeah, probably he's buddies with Eric Kripke or something. Yeah, who knows, but... Uh, but anyway, you know, but, uh, you know, John Favreau is, you know, he, he's done the Iron Man films, which you haven't seen, but, yeah. I mean, John Favreau really knows how to film an action movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that pilot is even more so than the second episode, I think, was was the action was awesome. You know, the fight mm -hmm. scenes were brilliant. It was, uh, you know, swords, too. Like, sword, sword plays uh, is pretty cool. Yeah, well, you, you know, you lay out, and you, like, you, obviously, if the characters aren't good, um, you know, I, I, I really like the daughter that, you know, I mean, she's thrust into, I mean, you certainly can make the ca uh, comparisons with Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games, you know, somebody thrust into a situation where, you know, the, the whole reluctant hero, if you will. Um, and yeah, so the, the Katniss is like, like super competent, though, you know, like well, she yeah. does, she, she knows how to survive. And part of I can't what's the girl's name? I can't remember her name. But p part of her deal is that Charlie, Charlie, right, right, that she doesn't really know how to survive. Right, but she's such a quick learner. She, I mean, yeah, that's, right, that's exactly. one of the things that I, oh, yeah, I yeah. like. Yeah, uh, totally. But her learning curve can almost gets people killed, you know, and, and causes probably in the second episode right. where she makes her uncle spare that dude. And, you know, right. clearly, you know, this is a society. But it's not a, where, but it's not a mistake she's going to make again. Right. You know. Well, I don't know though. Well. See, and again, now <laughs> now now, now we're in the now we're in that area where okay, w what I'm about to say was that in episode 3 that Wayne hasn't seen yet or Yeah, was it, yeah so, be careful. So be so careful. yeah, so we'll hold off, but I but I think at this point we both we both like Revolution. Well, now I know obviously she doesn't make thanks Dave. All okay. Right. We both no, like Revolution and we'll we'll keep watching it uh yeah. and uh Yeah, that was very strong strong start. Um, you know, not perfect, but no, no, compelling but, enough. That, uh, and, and I like the way, you know, the, 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 the different characters have kind of split off to their own little way. You know, the, uh, you know, the blonde that was, uh, Charlie's, I guess she was Charlie's stepmother. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something right, like that. Right. Yeah. And then the, the, the chubby guy that was a, apparently he was a big tech wizard and he was and like made a, millions a part of, of Google. I think. Right. Right. Made millions of dollars and, 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 and that, and so the two of them are kind of now paired up. Trying to, and neither of them seems like a big survivalist type. No. Um, and then, so anyway. Well, and then the, the lady who, I can't remember if in, in episode two, does she get, the, the lady who had all the, the computers and stuff in her attic or right, whatever. Right, right. Did she get, did she get killed in that second? Because Giancarlo Esposito, Esposito hunts her down. Did you see her get killed? I can't remember. I guess she's dead. Well, now. I can't say. <laughs> I think she did, but I can't remember. Uh, I'll have to go back and watch. So, all right. So, more more on Revolution next week. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> we'll that's, talk about uh, more yeah, once. But we both like it. And we're going to keep watching. Yeah, for all sure. Right. So, what do you got next? Oh, are we going to talk about Fringe or Doctor Who? Well, either one. We'll talk both. Which all one? right. Well, let's let's talk about. Well, we start talking about Doctor Who, so we can do a okay. little bit of. Because really, I mean, just you know, we don't have to belabor the whole talk much about the whole episode. Just, right. You know, talking about. Uh, the departure of Amy and Rory and what right. you thought about that. Right. And and we've both, you know, look, we've mentioned Blink several times. Uh, you know, it, it's a great, you know, if you're not a Whovian um, and, you know, six 13 episodes seasons seems daunting to you, well... You're pretty weak if that's daunting, right, but right. but uh, you know, but <laughs> it's easy. I could get this done in a week. Yeah, yeah start, but but start with Blink. You know, yeah. 
uh, season three, episode uh, 10, 10. I think, okay. I think we figured out it's episode uh, 10. And, 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 you know, now admittedly, the doctor is not in it a lot, but, right. you know, but but enough that you get the flavor for the show. And it's, it's great how they have them in right. there, you know. Right. And, and they introduced the Weeping Angels in that episode. Right. And, and, and we have the Weeping Angels for the, the this is their third appearance, mm, I believe. Well, they're in, in, in that one. Then they're in two episodes in season five. Oh, and right, right. They were in just, I think, just the one episode of season, season six when they're in the the uh, the hotel where everyone's nightmares are in the hotel. Right. And then this one says one, two, three, four, the fifth okay. episode. Oh, okay. They've so been, so they've been in at least one episode uh, every time. And it's always Stephen Moffat. You know, they're, it's, they're his big thing. Right. But the big thing, you know, this was season, this was episode five, and, and we're, you know, it, it's the, uh, like you said, the final appearance of uh, The Ponds. Rory and Amelia, right. um, which we know right from the. I mean, we knew before the season started this was the, they're going to be their last episode. Yeah, which is kind of disappointing that we knew that. I mean, you know, it's like in this day and age, nothing's a secret anymore. Right, and I, I, I probably yeah, the people at BBC thought there's no point in even trying to hide it because yeah. someone's going to leak it anyway. So we might as well embrace it and you know use it as a way to get. You know, to to market the 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 first five episodes of the season. I yeah. Guess. Um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the answer is. It was disappointing to know ahead of time, but that didn't make it any less poignant at the. Right. Uh, at yeah. The, the the shock value wasn't there, but the, right. certainly, yeah, the emotionalism. I don't know if that's a word. Emotionality. Right. right. Um. But it just again speaks to the writing. You mentioned Stephen Moffat. Uh, I believe he did write that. He episode, did. Yeah. Right? This was a Stephen Moffat um, joint. You know, it speaks to the writing and and the acting, and I think. You know, a lot of people. I mean, look, we, we know Doctor Who is really aimed at a younger audience, okay. And that the fact that adults have have you know latched onto it just again just speaks to you know how good it is. And that you know Torchwood came along, and that was sort of the you know the adult oriented uh, you know version. Right. And then they had the Sarah Jane Crockett, right, which was, was really younger aimed kids, at, at younger, yeah. But uh, you know, but so I think their acting gets overlooked a lot of times. And, yeah. and uh, you know, just, you know, Karen Gillan and, and uh, Arthur Darville. Arthur Darville were just, you know, just really fantastic. Well, especially Arthur Darville, I think. Yeah. To see no character over the last through, you know, two and a half seasons has developed more than, than Rory. And yep. I, I, it's just awesome how he, you know, took him from being kind of like an afterthought almost at first and kind of just like a guy hitching along for the ride. He was always bitching and everything to then turn him into like a, a full-fledged hero and and then to see now to really for him, you know, like he was a centurion at one point, you know, so like he's the hero, the leading man, and then uh, moves into now the kind of him. And really I was talking about this with someone yesterday, uh, how he and, and Amy are – inextricable now you can't separate like the, you know of course amy's going to go back right what is she going to do without rory you know they got to the point where you can't even imagine one without the other and that wasn't the case when you know especially when amy first came on board right. where you know rory was seemed like you know we saw him as getting between the doctor and amy not that we wanted right. dr amy to hook up but they have a relationship right and um and rory seemed to be interrupting that and it got to a point where now it's like the doctor is interrupting their relationship. Right, and we saw it in seasons one and two with uh, um, Mickey and Rose, right? right? right. And, and Mickey really never, you know, I mean, he was never never able to really break that bond. Right, until he finally said, I'm out. Right. I'm done. I can see 
you'll never be mine. Right. You'll always be his. And then Mickey becomes brilliant. Mickey yes. turns into the, a great heroic character right. once he lets go of Rose. And, and in this case, it was the opposite where, you know, Amy and Rory grew closer and it was the doctor who was increasingly on the outside of their relationship. Yep. So it'll be interesting now to see them bring in a, a new companion right. that the doctor and the companion can develop that relationship together. Right. And hopefully, I mean, I, I loved Rory. I, I truly loved having Rory. I'm going to miss Rory and Amy big time, but I'm also kind of looking forward to just there being just the doctor right. and the companion because that dynamic just works so well. Right. And, just and, so and, and well. part of the beauty is like, this is the seventh, they call it the, the, the seventh series, right? Uh, of the, Since the, the reboot. The, the reboot. Yeah. Right, right. So the seventh series. So, you know, the nice thing is we never have to wait really that long to see a new dynamic. Right. You know, and, you know, so that's exciting. So. Uh, yeah, and, and any time that the, it gets too long, you know, like Rose had two seasons. Amy is, you know, in, the longest. in recent memory. This is, yeah, she's like a grandmother right. here. You know, she's been on for uh, two and a half full, you yeah, know, the Martha, full two. Because Martha had season Martha three. Martha was one. Series three, right. Uh, um, Donna Nova was one. Right. Uh, then he was on his own for the the specials between right. Right. seasons four and five, mm -hmm. you know. So did Amy's have, been this is Michelle Ryan, right? Yeah, well, yeah. And then, you know that was that, that they they really too bad that right they, the little one offs because she would have been a, a fantastic oh uh, yeah, a fantastic we better, companion. But. We we'll stop that. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I mean, just really, you know, uh, uh, flaws in in the first five episodes of Doctor Who. I don't think there are any. I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You know, well, the the only thing I would say is the 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 Ben Browder episode. Um, yeah, I, I think high started hopes for off, that. It started off a little awkward. I think it, it ended strong. And and the ironic thing is, and it's not because of Ben Browder because he was awesome in it, mm. but I think it was uh, a little shaky at first. Mm. And uh, so that's probably the weakest I think of the the first five. Right. But otherwise, they've been fantastic. I, usually, I, I watch Doctor Who like two or three times, um, you know, a week. Like I, I, with new episode, I watch it once, and I right. watch it like you know a couple other times during the week. But um, you know, because I'm just too obsessed with Supernatural, I haven't watched these a second time yet. Yeah. So I got them all saved in my DVR. So I'm looking forward to going through and kind of uh, banging them all out at once to to yep. see how they work as a you know as a, as a flow from one to the yeah, other. Yeah, that's what I think we've talked about this before. I've really never seen any other than Blink. I don't think I've seen any Doctor Who episodes twice. Michelle Ryan. Uh, but, but, <laughs> right. uh, so anyway, the Planet of the Dead. He, right. he watches uh, once uh, once a week. All right. So anyway, finally to Fringe, which uh, yeah. you know is our other uh, uh, big show that that's just made its return uh, with last week. And and you know, look, I mean, I've been talking for weeks now about my fringe rewatch and uh, I'm, I'm at the end of season three and and in fact i had told wayne that all right you know what i'm just going to dvr it i'm just going to have to you know take me a couple weeks that i'll plug through get through season four and then i'll watch it and uh after he heaped you know a barrage of insults on to me and uh, i'm like <laughs> okay it fine insulting. i just I, I knew you were gonna yeah, break I down know. i knew you're I weak knew you, right. you wouldn't be able to make it <laughs> um and and, I, and look i'm glad i did and and you know it's like you have to get through all of season four that's another the yeah, whole 22 but, episodes but for everything just, that you know like i had forgotten for everything it was like i didn't understand you know by, by the end of the episode it, it you know they filled in enough of the gaps yeah um well, yeah, and that's the one thing is like I was like, oh, what happened with season four? Because you know, I did I went back this past summer and watched you know season four wasn't out on DVD yet, so I went one through three, 
um, and got caught. And there's, yeah, there's so much stuff that you forget and so much stuff you catch. And we were talking about, you know, the episode in season one where, you know, uh, Walter hands Peter a box, says, these are your toys from your little boy. And Peter looks and yeah. says, these aren't my toys. Right. At first, didn't know that mean anything, right? But then rewatch it, like, oh my god! Well, they're not his toys because yeah. he was the Walternet's son yeah. and and never played with these toys. He yeah. never saw them before. Okay. So, you know, little things like that, which are there's you, and you f- see a million of them, you know, as, as with the rewatch. Right now, in in you know the season five, and you know we, we all know this is the final season for Fringe. Um, this will come as a shock to our listeners, but I'm going to go ahead and you know say something superficial about. Uh, Anna Torv uh, and her character of uh, Olivia Dunham in that she was really showing her age a little bit. You and you know what? It made her hotter. <laughs> I mean, I'm seriously, I'm thinking like, you look older. And I, I know whether that's just Anna Torv I, I, aging I, I, or whether they did it deliberately, but she I, I, I think better. she just was much more world-weary, you okay. know, which considering everything that she's gone through uh, in the last you know, 26 years, is it? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. That, uh, you know, being an Amber most of that time. And, to, I, and to I guess we least. have, we, we do have, uh, uh, you know, knowledge that, you know, while they're encased in Amber, you know, it's like they are aware, right? Didn't we see the mm. one guy that was cut out, you know, with the two twin brothers? Yeah. Does, doesn't he, I think he says something about how, um, because that's in season three, because I just right, watched that, right. you know, where he says it's like, you don't know what it's like, you know, yeah, that, that I'll, I was defer aware, to you I, I was remember. aware of, you know, so that it's almost like, uh, you know, and whether it's like a full, you know, full on conscious awareness yeah. is not clear, but yeah, it's going to um, suck. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and the, you know, the great scene, you know, is they're looking for, uh, you know, Olivia because the, you know, the rest of them got cut out of Amber at the end of season four. And uh, Markham's got her as a yeah, as, as a, a coffee as table. A coffee table. <laughs> um, that, that's too much. No, yeah. that was that was you know, and and the guys in the Fringe podcast were kind of ripping on that scene. And I completely agree because the whole, I mean, I know it was meant to be funny, and it was. Yeah. It was pretty good comic relief. But the whole like, I love her and everything. Just right. like what? Like where does this come from? You know, just it was just. Really well, you know, weird. it takes me back, and 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 you know, to the X Files, and and. Uh, you, you you didn't really watch, right? You, I mean, no. you've seen some here, can't, right? Can't claim to really watch. And there, it. there were three characters called the Lone Gunmen, and 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 they were. Oh, I, I remember those right, guys. Right. So they ran this conspiracy. Yeah, out of the know, Winnebago, right? right. Like and that, yeah. uh, you know, they ended up actually. You know, Fox gave them a, a spinoff series that had thirteen episodes. But you know, it re, it, it reminded me, ah, oh, Agent Scully looking delicious as always. You know, so that they were always, you know, one in particular, you yeah. know, the creepiest one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fro- well, Hickey. you know, there, there's certain jobs you have that you know you yeah. don't really run into a lot of attractive women. But but, so. but he but he reminds me of Markham. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. that definite uh, connection. But um, you know, just the storyline. You know, that 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 we're jumping now. You know, twenty whatever years into the future. Um, and again, we're, we're, you know, we're in a post-apocalyptic, you know, setting, but, you know, caught, you know, from a different reason that, that, you know, the observers are now in charge. Um, now do we know how, you know, I mean, nothing cataclysmic happened, right? They're just, no, well, they just, they took over, right? They just took and, over. And they've subjugated the humans and they, they have like their little narcs. Right. And then they have the people who are fighting against them. Who they haven't been able to completely uh, put under, and I can't. 
Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. The the letters of transit uh, episode from the end of season four. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't even the last one. That probably should have been. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean they're just bad. They're just evil. And the right. guy who tortures Walter is just like, oh. yeah, you just want to slap him. Yeah. You just want to step into right. the now. Now we have set. You know, I mean, we pretty much have set up how they're going to be brought down. You know, it comes back to the whole War of the Worlds thing, you know, the you, you, in the War of the Worlds, and, you know, it's like they finally realize... Is that the Tom Cruise movie? Well, actually, the, the original... <laughs> the Wells novel, yeah, you mean? You yeah. know, that, that, that the, the way that, you know, you've got the, you know, the overpowering force that you have absolutely no hope until yeah. you realize that they're susceptible to germs. They have an Achilles you know? heel. Right. right, and so it's a clearly, you know, the, and here the Achilles heel is what, clean air? Right, they, they, you know? they, they can't... There's too much oxygen in the air so they have to pump all kinds of Noxious. carbon monoxide yeah. i don't think well maybe that's how they're gonna get put down i mean obviously you know we i'm pretty confident that uh that olivia and peter are gonna and walter are gonna win out in the end of this one uh, but who knows you right. know like right. who, who knows if, if uh could be know, a dark ending or roberto and uh alex are are feeling particularly nasty they can maybe end this one with uh you know olivia gets killed yeah. Peter gets horribly disfigured. Uh, he sees his daughter die before his eyes, and and the the observers take over the earth. Okay, when uh, in which case that doesn't sound like leaving. It's it's not leaving us much room for a a movie. Yeah, right. True. So I guess probably won't happen because yeah. uh, I, I already people are talking about the movie. So uh, mm. yeah. So clearly, I, I think uh, our our heroes are going to win. Then all right, I changed my mind. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think certainly it, it too was off to a really strong start. Oh, with, hell's uh, yeah, you know, man! So, it's, well, uh, like as always, I mean, Fringe is just such such a great show, and I'm not saying every episode is awesome of Fringe, but uh, they they do start off. Well, really you'd well, like yeah. to think though, with you know, and Lost was this way the last you know where where you knew this was it. We got 16 episodes, and every you know every one was really, uh, um, you know, to quote uh, the name of the. Primus album, they can't all be zingers, but uh, you know, in, in this case, I, I think they can be. There's only 13, and uh, you know, but we'll see. Right. Well, and similarly, they are, you know, just going a completely different. Just like Lost, just went like, just went whoa, like because like at the end of the last season, that's when all of a sudden Jack is like back in. Is that is he is that when he's back in normal times? That season five, when he goes, what's well, he he's back in like. He's off the island, like all of a sudden. Oh well, I mean, the, the, it's the the last episode of season three is where it's bearded Jack and all oh, that. Oh, is it? Yeah, and, oh, and then okay. and you see him on the bridge and, and all, the, then, all, all the people who right. are Lost fans out right. there and are just groaning and, and slapping their heads. And right then now. he calls somebody, and you know, he's meet me, and he goes right, out to right. the airport, yeah, and Kate. Kate drives yeah. up in a BMW, and it's like, well, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, they didn't know each other before the island, right, so right. you know. So yeah, just but you know, like this complete uh, game changer and everything, yeah. and I, you know. I don't think this season is going to completely take place in the future. I think mm -hmm. whatever, however they defeat the observers might have to involve some sort of time travel is, is my right, prediction. Because we know they can, right? Um, can they? Well, the observers can. Right, right. That's what I mean. But, so, the, uh, but I'm saying it might involve on like uh, for like Peter. and, and Right. So, so, you know, what, what, whatever technology the – Observers use, you know, well, yeah. you know, maybe our our boys will uh, usurp it. Yep, maybe a la Terminator. So, so. yeah, it'll be cool. I mean, there's 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 so much that can happen, and uh, the the premiere was awesome. Just a great great episode, a lot of fun, compelling. And I tell you, I'm not I'm not a weeper, 
but I was the eyes were watering heavily when uh, uh, um, Olivia and Etta um, when she sees her daughter for the first time in like twenty some years. Oh, that okay. was see that oh one didn't God. do it for me. I mean, really? As, oh, as, a, as opposed man. to you know, as opposed to Amy, you know, right. going up and not letting Rory jump yeah. alone. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, that, that one, that one got it for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, all right. Um, I guess that's about it. Yeah, I think that. Was, so yeah. now, do we know what we're gonna watch next week? Um, other than I don't know. well, whenever we can haul Danielle back in here, we're gonna do Being Human. Okay, so we probably will hold that off. Um, uh, so you talked about Eureka. You want to do Eureka? Yeah. All oh, right. what, what about the Six 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 Park Avenue? Oh. Do you want to try? Because I, I DVR'd it. I haven't watched it. Oh, yet, okay. So. Well, uh, there we go. All right. So we're gonna do Park. Avenue, 666 Park yeah. Avenue. It might be, I don't know, has it been canceled already? It ha- has not been. <laughs> I but, heard the uh, numbers were not uh, favorable. Not stellar, for, but for uh, but we'll see. So why don't we do it anyway, and we'll see if Okay, uh, we'll the check it out are... and, and, and see, because uh, Terry O'Quinn uh, did live for uh, quite a while in the uh, Baltimore area, actually where I live now in Reisterstown. So yes. um, so we'll, we'll take one for the, the local boy, and uh, we'll, we'll see how it is, and maybe... Maybe we can get like you know the four or five more people to watch it next. Well, week. he has a chance. It's not on Fox, so yeah. True. Well, what is it on? I think it's on ABC, NBC, or CBS. One oh, of those. All right. Well, at least you narrowed it down. <laughs> One of those networks. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so uh, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this episode. And you can drop us a line at fatalistspodcast at gmail dot com or our website fatalists.podbean.com. You can download the podcast at what's that place called? Oh, iTunes. iTunes, I there believe it's, it's called. Uh, yeah, this little thing that uh, this little company there, called there's, Apple. There, yeah, there's a there's an icon for it on my computer. I just I never have I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, it looks like uh, what does it look like? Uh, it's oh, like little, a little music note, notes or something. So, so I guess uh, it's something to do with music. I guess I don't know. All right. Anyway, so we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.